fun fact, um, the H in H Mart actually stands for the Korean word that means the amount of groceries that you can hold in your hands. another episode of Sterling Municipal Library's podcast, All Booked, where we talk to you about books we'd like to recommend. And Chasley and I are both here today to talk about crying in H-Mart. I basically just like voluntold you to come join us for this interview. But <laughs> I, I'm perfectly happy to. Because Leslie right. has been on a book reading tear. Yes. And some of that's because I really started listening. So I listened to this book. I don't know about you. I did. Yeah. I listened to most of what I read and I really enjoyed it in audio. Yes. Especially because the author is the one who narrates the book. Mm-hmm. So she gets... She helps with the pronunciations because she lists a whole bunch of Korean food. Uh, fair warning, if you listen to this, you are going to have a massive case of the munchies the whole time. <laughs> the entire time. Um, I lived in Korea for three years, so even before she would get to the descriptions, yeah, that's my whole like claim to fame there, is I lived there, and so I drooled before other people drooled, is <laughs> she would be like, I made sundubu jjigae, and I start drooling, and then she describes it, and then I just drool more. Um, I, I did. As soon as I finished this book, I was like, we were going to H-Mart. <laughs> and I have been fiending for kimchi ever since but yes so oh. tell me a little bit about this book as the as the as the odd person out you get to talk about it i get to ask questions <laughs> so this book is about the author it is a memoir about mm-hmm. her relationship with her mother and it's interesting because it's a fraught relationship you know as she goes through her teenage years and early adulthood she's going through this starving artist rocker phase mm-hmm. that kind of flies in the face of what her mother had in mind for her so they have this tumultuous push-pull relationship between the two of them that she feels like the dust has finally started to settle on and then her mother is diagnosed with a very aggressive form of cancer mm-hmm. and is given a terrible prognosis. So in the midst of, hey, I finally am like mending this relationship with my mother, she's dealing with the grief of losing her mother at the same time. Um, the way she says it, I loved so much. Um, she said they had struggled to understand each other and they had just begun to carve the psychic space to accommodate each other when she got the diagnosis. Um, her, all her language is like that. It's, it's like it's beautiful and moving and good and sincere without you ever stopping and being like, OK, use fewer words. She uses just the right amount of words. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And it really didn't feel like pompous you just were getting a really good feel for her raw emotions Mm -hmm. i read one negative review about this book was that it was a little bit too self-absorbed but and i think that's unfair because grief in and of itself is something that really makes you look inward yeah and so she was sharing some of those inner thoughts that she had as she was working through her complicated memories of her mother and then the grief that followed in the aftermath of her death Mm -hmm. one of my favorite metaphors so Her mother had stomach cancer, Mm -hmm. and her thing was, um, as soon as she got the diagnosis, the author, Michelle is her name? Michelle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Flew back to Eugene, Oregon to be with her mother with this idea of, I'm going to reconnect with her and cook for her all of these Korean dishes to kind of, I don't know, foster her appetite and help her get well. But the thing about cancer and chemo is it makes you lose your appetite completely. So I feel like that aspect of her aspirations was kind of deflated and it was only after her mother died that she kind of started reconnecting with this online food blogger who was like the Martha or no the Julia Child of Korean cooking Mm -hmm. that she really felt like she was reconnecting with that side of her heritage 
So. So does this book? What time period does it does it cover in her life? Is it the two thousands? Isn't when she's like in her mid twenties, right? Uh huh. Like she was when uh, she was twenty five is when this the, it takes place. But yeah, I mean she's not old. No, she's <laughs> so, not. <laughs> but it extends past her mother passing away and, and a while for, past yeah. that, but also a lot before that about like mm-hmm. her childhood experiences, getting to like visit her extended family in Korea and growing up with her mother too. And not only that, she. It also talks about her experience. Her dad is white, mm-hmm. so and she was born in Korea, but they moved to Oregon when she was young. Very young, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of talks about trying to navigate those two sides of her identity, you know, her kind of wanting to distance herself from her Korean heritage when she was in high school yeah. and, you know, a young adult, and then really trying to reconnect to that as an adult, especially with the loss of her mother. It almost mm-hmm. felt like a loss of... A, part of herself. Yes. So. Um, I, I picked out another one of her quotes that I just loved so much. Um, she said, Drop, uh, bleh, sobbing near the dry goods, I asked myself, am I even Korean anymore if there's no one left to call and ask which brand of seaweed we used to buy? And I don't have the quotes exactly right, but there was a segment toward the end of the book where she was talking about how she went through this obsessive phase of trying to ferment her own kimchi. Mm-hmm. And There was something about how she was talking about how fermenting and especially fermenting cabbage, she used to think of it as like a prolonged rotting. But she once she kind of realized as she was going through this obsessive process of trying to get it just right, that it was almost giving it a new life through the Mm -hmm. fermenting process. And I think that's kind of what she was doing with her memories and all of those connections that she's made with these dishes that she grew up with and is now trying to learn how to recreate. And it was especially poignant because um, her in-laws had saved her kimchi fridge. I didn't know that you needed a specific refrigeration system if you're really going to make your own at home. Uh, They had stored it at their home. And when she opened it to check it out, there were a whole bunch of family photos inside. So it, it was just kind of weirdly powerful in a very mm-hmm. specific way. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, like you kept thinking, or I kept thinking as I was reading it, I was like, I absolutely believe everything that is happening to her. But if I didn't, it would still make a really good novel. Like the way it's plotted and like the way that she comes across these discoveries is just very moving. Did you? So I didn't. I never listened to her music. Did you go back and check out any of it? Because I think I'm I going did. To. Yes, I listened. She is uh, the singer and guitarist. Her indie pop band is called Japanese Breakfast, um, which I think I've actually heard of Japanese right? Breakfast. That's great. <laughs> um, she said, I mean, like she's Korean too, which I thought was very funny. So I had to look mm-hmm. up why did you call it Japanese Breakfast? And she said she saw it like advertised somewhere, and she thought, first of all, that's going to sound like really exotic and interesting to the American ear, and also it'll make you ask, what is a Japanese breakfast? <laughs> uh, but I did listen to some of her music, and I. I really liked it. Um, I added it to some of my playlists because I I was just I was so surprised. It was really nice. It's very like poppy, like futurey sounding, right? Yes, okay. but also like really like I mean like I don't go for anything that's too experimental. Yeah. Like I I feel like I'm too old for that. And, <laughs> and so, um, but no, I really I enjoyed it. Does she talk about any of that in the novel, or is it more focused on her? Yes, it definitely like comes up. Um, it's this that wasn't the first band that she was a part of too, and so mm-hmm. it takes like you know the other band that yeah. she was a part of. Yeah. yeah. Well, and not only that, she kind of had this bittersweet association with it because the album that really launched her into fame was the album that she wrote while she was dealing with all of these feelings of grief about losing her mother. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those songs in her first album that she released as Japanese Breakfast are about that crushing loss that mm-hmm. she's felt but i mean like that's that's what makes great art you know mm-hmm. so it sucks it's what people relate to <laughs> right <you know>? yeah <laughs> 
Uh, fun fact, um, the H in H Mart actually stands for the Korean word that means the amount of groceries that you can hold in your hands. Which is, if you're me, way too much. Way too much, yeah. <laughs> <Way> too much. <laughs> I wonder if that's that's the connotation there or if not, I don't know. <laughs> and you mentioned scenes where she's actually in Yes, yeah, a, there are definitely a, a market, scenes where so. she is actually in H Mart um, shopping. Because okay. it is, it was started off as a Korean grocery, but it's grown mm-hmm. to include like other types of Asian cuisine. But yeah, like, and that's like the place to go if you want to cook um korean food i was gonna say authentic korean food but even in authentic korean food i don't think you could get very far without like an h mart yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some things that you just don't have <laughs> there's some things you just don't have if you go to your local kroger's right yeah <laughs> and i love that some of the wisdom that she's kind of memorialized through this book so mm-hmm. one of my favorite quotes from her mother was to always save 10 percent of yourself and what was interesting about that with the author like going through her grief she now feels like she's wondering what 10% of herself her mother withheld from her that she will she will never discover. Mm-hmm. So she even would try to, I think it was her mother's sister that she went to visit in Korea a few times and there was a huge language barrier. But there was this almost like frantic effort to reclaim whatever she could about other people's memories of her mother so she could piece together this mosaic that she was never really going to have a full picture of. Another sad quote that her mother would frequently tell her was to save your tears for when your mother died. Oh. Right, like that's that's a very that's a fine enough thing, I guess, to stay until it happens, and right? then you're like, no, <laughs> I saved all my oh, I saved them all. I really liked um, one of her descriptions of her mother, and I'm going to read this whole thing, so bear with me here. Go for it. Um, I remember these things clearly because that was how my mother loved you, not through white lies and constant verbal affirmation, but in subtle observations of what brought you joy, pocketed away to make you feel comforted and cared for without even realizing it. She remembered if you liked your stews with extra broth, if you were sensitive to spice, if you hated tomatoes, if you didn't eat seafood, if you had a large appetite. She remembered which banchan side dish you emptied first, so the next time you were over, it'd be set with a heaping double portion, served alongside the various other preferences that made you, you. And I think that resonated with me so much because I've met a precious few people in my life who have that gift of like looking at you and noticing these things without being told and remembering them as like a way to continue to like value you as Mm -hmm. you know your your particular person um and so i just i have that one triple star because i really liked it (laughs) i also really liked how she would talk about how her mother could be kind of critical it was in that very helpful you know i want to make sure that you are taking care of yourself kind of overbearing way so she was like really worried the first time that her mother came to visit her at her apartment where she was living as an aspiring, you know, musician, <laughs> and it was obviously pretty terrible conditions. Mm-hmm. And about how her mother didn't say anything the whole time. It was almost like she was just bracing herself for, oh my gosh, here it's coming. <laughs> I thought that was interesting too, because like as a parent, that moment you're going in and you're like, like this is her space now. Like you know, yeah. like kind of like the fact that she didn't say anything critical. It was like respecting, hey, this is this is your adult space now. Yeah, you know. And I thought that was fascinating. It sounds like a very like moving memoir especially if you are someone who has a uh, perhaps fraught relationship with a parent or, um, or a love of korean cuisine or <laughs> oh my gosh uh it did win the good reads choice award for best memoir and autobiography in 2021 
Um, and I wrote that down, but I had forgotten um, that when I put it into Goodreads, you know, you have can have it set where Goodreads will like, <laughs> if you don't turn it off, Goodreads will message you and be like, you just finished such and such book. What's mm-hmm. next? And so it it messaged me and it was like, you've just finished crying in H Mart. <laughs> What's next? And I was like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> That's the point. I don't know. <laughs> Which I did find it really moving. I didn't cry. Mm-hmm. There were parts that obviously were extremely sad, but there were also really interesting portions of the story. Once they realized that her mother wasn't going to get better, she ended up like throwing together this very rushed wedding with her boyfriend. Like almost mm-hmm. forced him to propose. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Because yeah. really, she wanted her mother to be there for it. Yeah. And I ended up, I loved her fiancé slash husband. He ended up being this really wholesome presence that was there for mm-hmm. her in a way that she needed. Yeah. I but, think once or twice she says something semi-critical of him and then almost in the next line was like, but he's so great. <laughs> like, I know. Then he did this and it was amazing. <laughs> and do we get any information about like other parts of her family i know it's focused mostly on her mom do we see any like insight into if she has like a father figure or like she has a dad he's definitely there yeah he's he's there it's interesting they try to go on a trip together as father and daughter not long after her mother dies and it really doesn't go very well no i mean you just you see these two people who have obviously lost like the glue that held them together the person that is they have in common right yeah So, and I think on some levels, even he was struggling to be there for his wife, like at the end of her life, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You can um, watch some really moving interviews of her on YouTube talking about her book and her experiences, but also, yeah, it will totally make you cry. (laughs) So, what kind of reader would you recommend this for? Um, Somebody Uh, who likes to sob. No, I'm not even sure. Like, I know that there are people who just really like memoirs. And this is just a great, like a great example of that genre. And so I would definitely do that. Um, But anybody also who likes like family stories. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was thinking. I mean, regardless of whether or not you've got a good relationship with your mother, it's just a good way to look at your family members and all of their complexities and just kind of examine them with somebody else's eyes. Mm -hmm. So if you liked a novel like French Braid. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Anything else that you want to add? You have a very long list of, of points over there on your clipboard. I actually got through it all, I <laughs> oh, believe. Okay. Yeah, I, that was awesome. Um, oh, if you were doing the 2023 Pop Sugar Reading Challenge, this counts as two of them. A, burst, a book by a first-time author and a celebrity memoir. Because if she's famous because yes, of her band. Because she's in a band. <laughs> Okay, well, now I'm Leslie. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. (laughs) And stay tuned next time for more recommendations. Bye. Bye.